Welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast, a show about property, entrepreneurship, and personal development. This show is designed to give you the foundations and building blocks to move forward on your journey and live a more inspired life. Hello and welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast with me, Mark Fitzgerald. And today I am joined once again by Graham Linley, our service accommodation expert. Welcome to the show, Graham. Great to have you back. Hi, Mark. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be back. Well, we had such a great response from the first episode that uh, I wanted to get Graham back and really just ask him some some questions about service accommodation because it is a great strategy. And of course, we are now releasing the ultimate service accommodation business builder program that Graham is heading up. And we're getting great responses from the first students that have been on that as well. So a lot of people out there are looking at service accommodation or have potentially started in service accommodation and maybe finding it hard. And by getting an expert like Graham back on the show, it's our opportunity and our chance to pick its brains uh, and to see what it's all about. So, I mean, realistically, Graham, if you can just tell us a quick recap about yourself, uh, that would be great. Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. So, yeah, my name is Graham Lindley. I operate Prim Short Stays in Nottingham. We are now the leading short stay agent in Nottingham, if not the, the East Midlands. Um, I've got a number of companies around the service accommodation space. We've got software coming out that's very exciting called Guestflow, uh, which plugs into uh, channel managers and just helps streamline operations. So we've really got that side of the business nailed with a fantastic team. I'm out of the day-to-day noise, let's say, of the business, uh, which is great. Plus, of course, we've got lots of uh, rent-to-rents through other SPVs and some units that I now own as well. So, yeah, it's very exciting. And just for the listeners that maybe are new to serviced accommodation, SA, as it's called, you know, Airbnbs, short-stay yeah. lets, we can name it all day long. Can you just tell us what is serviced accommodation? Sure. Yeah. So you're right. It's got so many names. I mean, in America, it's vacation rentals. I think, you know, historically, it was always self-catering. It's not a new thing. It's been going since the 60s. But thanks to Airbnb, now a lot more people are aware of it. Um, and, you know, millennials, they, they'll only look at Airbnb and, and to stay in service accommodation. So it's, it's overnight accommodation. Ultimately, we're selling bed spaces per person per night. Um, but lots of different property types. It's not just your vanilla city centre apartments that a lot of people think of when they think Airbnb and service accommodation. It can work in lots of property types, whether it's tree houses, uh, garden pods, houses, uh, potentially HMOs that no longer have a HMO license. You know, so there is a lot of ways of making this work. And why why did you choose service accommodation? Good question. Um, <laughs> I, asked, I, I used to ask myself that. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a bit of magic, I think, in the in naivety. Sometimes you don't know what you're going to be taking on, and, I, and I, I'd encourage that. Rather than trying to work out everything you're going to do to solve every single problem you're ever going to have in a business, I think, actually, if it's something that interests you, just get going, and then you will solve the problems as you take them on. But, yeah, service accommodation, I just felt it was crest of the wave. You know, I was at a property networking event, Few people were talking about it, but it seemed pretty early days back then. Um, and yet I just got fired up by it. My, my trade was uh, an engineer and I just felt like I was ready for more and to take on more. And I, I could see that service accommodation was 
what we call noisy or logistically challenging. There's lots going on compared to even just a, a letting agent, you know, what they do every six months, we're potentially doing every two days. And so there's a lot of work, but I felt that my skill set as an engineer meant I could build better systems, better automation, and just provide uh, a really good service, you know. So what do you need, in your opinion, to start a service accommodation business? What do you need? You, you just need the right mindset, Mark. Honestly, like to get out of your own way, I think, is one of the number one things. And that's what's stopping a lot of people. Uh, they just don't realize uh, their own potential. And so that's that's it. I think uh, otherwise you you will find deals. You will find everything that you need along the way. Um, it's just making a commitment to to do it, to get going. So to find properties uh, for serviced accommodation, do you, do you speak to landlords? Do you speak to agents? Uh, and, and basically, why would they want to work with us? Yeah, all of the above. Yeah, we work with more so with agents now that we've got a bit of a presence and, and, we're, and we're known. But actually, my very first units came via an agent. You know, they do say build relationships with agents early on and it, and that will pay you dividends. And so uh, and of course, direct to landlord, whether that's through networking, um, organic, um, just word of mouth and referral, um, of course, advertising. So we do a little bit of advertising to speak to landlords. And generally, landlords uh, want to get into service accommodation for different reasons. There's sometimes resistance. And the same with agents. They just think, uh-oh, parties, subletting, it's not allowed. And they've heard of the nightmare stories in the Daily Mail. So sometimes there's a bit of uh, resistance overcome initially uh, but a lot of landlords now uh, are actually much more open to it than they were six seven years ago when I was getting going um, and so they understand that it is a viable alternative strategy for their properties for their assets um, and of course most landlords own properties because it's an investment and they just want the strongest possible return with, of course, the security um, as well. So service accommodation now being that viable alternative um, that does generate more income, it's that's the number one reason why landlords might want to work with you. But the benefit of SA is it, it brings a lot more flexibility as well. Of course, we have guests so there's no tenants we've got landlords that have really had bad experiences with tenants that potentially stopped paying and it took many months if not years to get them out and then of course they were left with trashed properties uh, with us even if we have a guest staying for three months we'll make sure cleaners are popping in and we've got eyes on that property all the time so properties are kept in a really high condition much much better show home conditions you know so there's quite a few reasons a good good number of reasons why landlords would want to look at SA um, and that's not even to really talk about the tax benefits as well which we go really into detail in on the course but yeah there's quite a few tax perks you've got commercial income not residential income um, from your residential property so there's no flying under the radar everything we're doing is perfectly legit but of course it does open up some really creative strategies. Brilliant brilliant and of course a lot of people think you know, property is an expensive game at the end of the day that you need mountains of money to start uh, any sort of thing in property. Of course, you know, is, is that the same with serviced accommodation? Do you need a lot of money to start or how much money do you think you roughly need? No, honestly, you don't. I mean, I got going with um, a block of four rent to rent. And on that one, my only real cost initially was 
the the furniture. And even that, if you don't have the capital to purchase the furniture for a rent to rent that comes unfurnished, you know, because of course a lot of rent to rents may come furnished. There's options. You know, you can lease it. You can have uh, potentially put it on credit card. Potentially get investors in. Um, so actually, no money is required to to really get going. A lot of people think um, that when you get started, of course, uh, you can. You, there's lots of pitfalls out there if you don't know what you're doing. So do you think having that level of knowledge is is something that you really, really need to start with? And then you've got the basis foundations to go out there, not to make you know silly mistakes that can cost you money. Yeah, absolutely. You need you need a, um, a, a grounding in knowledge, and I think ultimately you you want someone that's going to show you the way and just point out some of the more obvious things. But I wouldn't say to try and, you know, it's not a good policy to try and solve all of the potential problems before you even get going. You know, I think that's uh, that's waiting for the planets to align somewhat. And ultimately, uh, you can solve the challenges as you get to them. Uh, so I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a, a big one is a lot of people will say, well, I can't see serviced accommodation working in my area. Is there specific areas where it works and specific areas it won't work? Honestly, it works everywhere. Wherever there is overnight accommodation requirements. Um, so that's the easiest thing to do. Have a look to see what options there are as if you were a guest looking to stay in your area and um, look at the kind of markets they're going after, the client, the kind of clientele, if you like. But honestly, it works everywhere. It's just about making the numbers work and identifying the right type of property for that target clientele um, in your area, just making sure the numbers stack. Cool. Do you need to have like a degree in interior design to actually be successful in serviced accommodation? Uh, absolutely not. So sorry, any interior designers out there. Uh, I've never used an interior designer. Um, that said, uh, I've got a bit of a natural interest in it anyway. I, I know what works, what doesn't. I think one pro tip is the magic number is three. Don't go for more colors than three colors. That's that's your theme. Um, but honestly, you know, a trip down to the, the range, find some stuff that's pretty modern. They're always changing their stock, so you're not going to look like everyone else's Airbnbs out there. It's pretty cheap and cost-effective, and um, it's quite easy to get a theme going on within your service accommodation. And I always hear a lot of worries. People people are worried about, you know, people having parties and damaging the properties and stuff like that. Do you know, are, are there ways and methods that you, you train to make sure that, you know, we limit anything like that ever happening in our units? Yeah. So, you know, it is probably the number one risk. And not only do you risk like trash, having the property trashed and, the, of course, the costs that go with that risk, you risk upsetting the neighbours, you risk potentially the police get involved the council, you know, so actually, rightly so, you are, if you're identifying it as a big risk, you should be. However, though all of those risks, it, they can be mitigated with, you know, really thorough checking processes. We've got some of the industry-leading checking processes. Of course, that's not so great for the guest experience. There's a balance to be struck, but really your job as an agent or as a rent to rent operator is to look after the property and to just make sure it can keep generating income for you. So yeah, we go through all of our checking processes, the ways that we look out for the various red flags that may be involved. Um, plus, of course, we use no noise monitors um, in our properties. And these are they don't they don't record voices or anything like that. They just record um, or monitor the ambient noise 
volume and so and then they'll just send us an alert if it gets a bit high and i think actually there's a device out there that's constantly looking for the number of bluetooth devices that's in range and if that number goes up you're going to get an alert so even if people are being quiet and on the hush whilst they're bringing in the sound system um, it's going to see that there's suddenly 30 bluetooth devices within range and send you an alert so there's um there's quite a few ways of uh, getting around that problem no, that's great. I didn't know that one. That's fantastic. And I know you've got, you know, there's modules and modules of this stuff. And and one of them here is a question that we've been asked as well as like, how do you find deals? And I know you've got, you know, a good couple of modules where, you know, you talk about finding deals and negotiations and things like that. But, you know, in your opinion, are there, are there deals everywhere to be had? Yeah, absolutely. Like there are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of landlords, investors and properties and agents. And, you know, good business is about solving problems. So don't don't try and solve the wrong problem for someone. It's about good selling is about listening first and getting in front of landlords. And don't think that you necessarily need to be massive and already operational to get deals. It's about word of mouth. It's about acting as a professional, as a business person, being committed and even, you know, doing doing the course that we've put together puts you in a much better position than a lot of the people that's out there looking for units. So, yeah, absolutely. Finding units is not that hard. And then negotiating them, it's an art that will that you'll get better at as you practice. So even a failed, even if you find a unit and you fail to get it over the line, that's not a waste of time. Even if, if you get it 90% of the way this time, that next deal is just around the corner and you've already done the first 90%. So then you just need to work out how to close it and get it over the line. So genuinely, that is that is the best way of, of going about it. In fact, when I'd only just recently got going and I had uh, an opportunity to take on a, a block of 11 units, which at the time was, you know, quite big, quite significant. And um, yeah, the, the, the owners just said to me, right, if you can find buyers for it, we'll give you exclusivity. I had a, a, a three month exclusive period before Savills at selling it, who was their usual agent. So um if you don't ask, you don't get. I, I was not operational. I was not a big business person. I didn't have a big team or employees or anything at that point. Um, but it's again, it's about solving a problem for other people. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And a lot, a lot of people are concerned. Obviously, they can they can set up their units. They can do their due diligence and everything like that. But is it easy, just, is it easy to find guests? Is it easy to find people to stay in your units? Yeah, the guests, certainly that is the easier thing. Um, that There is always demand. It's just getting the right type of guests. And of course, um, you want as long as possible. You want guests that are going to stay for a few weeks, not one or two nights. Um, so it's about, it's about encouraging that type of booking. Um, and so it's not just a matter of just listing it on Airbnb and having every weekend taken for the next four months and suddenly you can't then you, then you make you may get a multi-week inquiry and you can't put them in because all of your weekends are taken and you you're just trying to flog midweek then a bit cheaper that's where it doesn't it doesn't work so easily so there needs to be a bit of strategy above just listing it on your the obvious online travel agencies um but yeah it is it is very easy whether you're relying on those the big boys airbnb booking.com expedia or going after uh, your own guests and finding your own leads and there's quite a few ways of doing that and I mean, realistically, obviously, the questions I've pinged at you here, you've had great answers for, which is really, really appreciative. And, you know, people are going to take massive, massive value away from this. But it, why did you actually want to build the the, the training in the, in the first place? Yeah, good question. I think I think there's a, a lack of knowledge 
from a lot of people that are getting going and they may have done a weekend course um, and they're learning from people that haven't actually operated at the scale we've operated at. So this has been everything. This has been my life for the last seven years. You know, I lived and breathed it. So I understand it uh, very uh, intricately. And so I really wanted to put everything out there um, and have not just what you need to get off the ground, but even if you're off, even if you've got a few units, how to really level up. And maybe it's about scaling. Maybe it's about streamlining. Maybe it's about stepping away from your business. I wanted it all in there. So, um, and, and yeah, I just, I genuinely get fired up by helping people, by seeing other people succeed. And um, there's no limit to that. There is no limit to the amount of growth and contribution and, and, and the amount that I can help other people become successful. So that's a big driver for me. I mean, a lot of people will look at trainings and will think, well, this one does this one, but this one's got this one. I can tell you for a fact, this has got everything in it. And I mean, it even comes down to a lot of people ask the questions about, you know, contracts and, and resources and things like that. And of course, you know, has has the training got all of these things in? Yeah, we put the whole lot in. Everything you need, whether it's the spreadsheets on how to stack a deal, our proposal templates and how we communicate with landlords, whether it's pre-sale or or once, once they're going live and everything we do for that, all of our legals, I think I spent £5,000 on having our legal packs done. That's all included. So, yeah, we I didn't want any anything kind of held behind uh, any, any bars, you know. No, and there's actually sections as well where uh, the screen shares step-by-step step shows you how to set your units up as well, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sometimes uh, me... Uh, just doing a, a piece to camera isn't enough. So we go onto my laptop and I take you through exactly how to work your way through some of the spreadsheets, for example. Um, um, where I think it differs from a lot of the trainings and things that I've seen is also it's not just showing you how to find the odd unit, set them up and then leaving you to it. It's actually more than that. It's it's like building in systems, uh, getting staff involved if that's where you want to go, and really building a sustainable company, a sustainable business for the future, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good business is sustainable business. Sustainable as in you're going to be able to continue. This is not about making a quick buck or quick flash in the pan thing. This is about real sustainable, life-changing income. And yeah, it is. It's that's the beauty with business. That's what this can do. You know, I was a, a wage slave, as you might call it, for almost twenty years. So I understand what that's like and how, no matter how hard and how many hours I was doing, I was always hitting limits. And so now to be able to be on the other side of that and help people out of their situation um, by creating a, a really good business, that's that's what it's all about. And it is. And it's not just that. I mean, I'm massive on communities. I'm massive on supporting people because at the end of the day, we genuinely do want to see people succeed. This isn't just about trying to sell something. This is about making sure that people get value from it and can actually take that value, implement it and start doing stuff. So what is the what else do you get, so to speak, the level of support that you get with this training as well, Graham? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a Facebook group. Anyone can ask any questions anytime. And of course, then everyone gets to benefit from the answers. Um, plus, there's coaching calls. We don't want to just say, right, here's the course and here's everything you need. I think when it comes, when the when the rubber hits the road, you've got actual deals, you've got actual issues. You want someone that has got the experience and the knowledge how to navigate your way through these or maximize the opportunities you've got in front of you or just get 
remove blockages for you. So that's why group coaching is really important. So, yeah, it comes with all of that. Yeah. And it, I mean, it comes with that that lasts over three months. So at the end of the day, there's plenty of coaching call support. We know property can take a bit of time. So you can get your head into the training. You can start to learn things, start to answer the questions, get yourself set up. I always like to stay set up for success, set up in the right manner, set up in the right way, moving yourself forward, of course, with Graham. Uh, whole support there and it's like the Facebook group you never leave so it's not like you've got to pay extra or anything like that to stay in the Facebook group so if you do have a problem eight months nine months 12 months down the line you've still got the support from this uh, from this training and and from Graham himself so I mean that's all the questions at the moment that we pinged at me that I just wanted to to ask you uh, and and to be able to put into a podcast because it's it's always great to give the listeners something back there'd be a lot of people are interested in service accommodation and there'll be some landlords that probably potentially are listening to this as well. that are thinking, do you know what? I've got I've got some flats or I've got some units. Maybe I could convert those into service accommodation. And if they were thinking about that and then thinking about potentially, well, if I got trained, I could just take what I've already owned and I could just convert it into service accommodation units. Would would you, would you be able to help them with that? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've we've been asked that a couple of times already. Um, so landlords that want to do it themselves, uh, ha- how to do it, how to set it up for success, how to step away from that. That whether you want to then uh, replicate that for other people's properties and turn it into a bigger business, or even um, potentially hand over to a management company, how are you going to know that they're going to be doing a good job? Um, without having the knowledge and the understanding of what, what's really involved, it would be very hard to first identify the best companies to hand over to, but also like monitor, manage, make sure they are continuing to do a good job. So, yeah, we've, we cover all of that. Yeah. And of course, there's 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 three fundamental, really good strategies that you can use with service accommodation. Of course, in property, there's loads of different strategies that you can use. All of those are covered. So we cover rent to rent. We cover management. We cover doing joint ventures as well. Well, Graham does very in-depthly as well, exactly step by steps, what to say, what to do, how to get these deals. Because at the end of the day, as we say, it's all about quality over over quantity at the end of the day but it is 10 modules it is over 70 videos that you can follow along with that you have access to this is a brand new training going out onto the market now we've already got people on there who are working their way through it and we're getting some fantastic feedback from these guys already so if you are thinking about getting into service accommodation you want to find out more visit thepropertyunleashed.com click on the ultimate service accommodation business builder thumbnail and you will be taken through to find out more and if you have any major problems or questions then do feel free to reach out to me on social media platforms or via hello at the property unleashed.com and i'd be more than happy to answer any of your questions there i think the last question i have for you graham is why, why should you join this training uh, why should you join this training because i've put everything into it everything you're going to need uh, and if there is anything missing, we're going to add that as well. <laughs> Honestly, it's the, it really is the one-stop shop. If you want to succeed in SA, this is what you need. That's why we called it the ultimate SA course. Yeah. And I think also just emphasizing on what Graham says there, it is a work in progress. So it's not the be all and end all because obviously when you start something, it's all new to you. You get seven years down the line like Graham has, and it can be quite difficult to remember everything that you did at the start, so to speak. So if you have got the questions, that's why the coaching calls are so important. You can ask them to Graham. And if we feel that something there needs to be added, 
then we'll film it, we'll get it added, and we'll make sure that this is the best essay training on the market currently. I would like to thank you for your time today, Graham. It's always a pleasure to see you. And as when we get more questions, it will be great to have you back on the show as well, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I'd look forward to that. Thank you, Mark. Been a pleasure. Brilliant. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, feel free to visit thepropertyunleashed.com for all your free tools and resources. We have a 10-step rent-to-rent guide. We have a 10-step service accommodation guide that was made by Graham himself. We have a deal analyzing spreadsheet that I supply for you as well as a whole host of other masterclass trainings that are coming through. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share, subscribe, like it, comment on it, reach out to me on social media. I will never message you first, but feel free to message me and then we can chat because there are a lot of people out there that like to pretend they are people. But I'm not selling cryptocurrencies or anything like that. So feel free to message me and I'm always happy to have a chat. Uh, It's great to have you joining me here. I hope you join me for the next episode. I look forward to it. Keep focusing on your vision, pushing forward on your goals. And bye for now. Thank you for listening, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe and share the podcast with others. And if you could take a minute to leave the show a review, that would really mean a lot to me as well. Lastly, why not head over to the Property Unleashed Facebook group? And if you do, I'll see you there. Take care and make sure you keep focusing on your vision. Bye for now.